Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third. I'm always traveling for work, but I also love to be active, playing soccer every chance I get. Finding the balance between being comfy, looking cute, and also being dressed to be active has never been easier with Viore. Viore is so versatile. It can be used for any activity, running, yoga, swimming, but it's also great for lounging or traveling. My favorite product is the pants that I actually never take off, the Women's Performance Jogger. They're designed with the softest premium dream knit stretch fabric. Viore helps me feel good about the things I buy and how they are made because Viore is 100% offsetting their carbon footprint, utilizing better sustainable materials for their products to empower your best active life. Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash soccer. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash soccer. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Shine football fans, welcome to Morning Footy presented by Degree. It won't let you down. So glad you're with us this morning. I'm Susanna Collins alongside Marco Messina. Hi. How are you doing? Chuck Davies returns. Alexis Guerreros. We got Jenny Chu in with some studios. <laughs> Chuck, welcome back. Thank you. Great to see you. Marco. Hi. It's, we haven't been at a desk together I know. in ages. It's, I know. It's been tough. It's been tough. It's I nice. watch you guys every single day on TV. I wake up in the morning with my coffee and now I'm on. It's, it's nice so to nice to see you, not in a dim was, lit room. Yeah, you know? I know. Orange. Orange room. What's wrong with my arm? No, yo, it's different now. Yo, you guys haven't tuned in when I've been on Skypes. No. I fixed it. Did you? Yeah, no. I couldn't take it from you guys. Every time I will come on Skype. <laughs> oh, you know, you're my tan. Yeah. You're in Brooklyn. Blah, blah, blah. Was no, now I'm good. Bro. Okay. Now it's legit. Okay, yeah. let's go. Yeah, if it wasn't the lighting, it was the hair. Always I, something. You know, it was always something. It Susanna you. gets me. You look like one of those kids in an incubator in like a black and white film, you know? <laughs> It's great to have you. Thank you. I, great I to have be a here. feeling we're going to be chatting some Serie A today. Yes. What do you think? Why, why do you think that? Why else is he here? <laughs> For the oh, vibes, no. man. I see how it is, Alexis. Love you, baby. Wow. You I got you. you all right, all right. Hey, guy who lives in Brooklyn, vibes. we're supposed to be on the same team. We don't, we never You're showing your that. Jersey side <laughs> right now. <laughs> now I get it. I am a little, I'm a little offended, though, because I saw that you brought all these wonderful presents back for all your Serie A friends from mm. your trip from Sicily, and you yeah. did not bring anything back for your other soccer friends at wow. Morning Footy. So Listen, just, I'm the only I'm one who brings gonna, gifts on this network, all right? Bonetti's gone away, Grella's gone away, nobody brings anything. Where's my gift? Yeah, you gave up. everybody a jersey today. I didn't get a jersey. How about that, Susanna? Oh, yeah. that was rude of And me. I like Portland. <laughs> Do you? Giovanni Savanese, yeah, oh. when he was there. Okay, give me another team and I'll sort you out because I got, I got okay. some... I got How about Messi? Can you get me to meet Messi? <laughs> totally. I asked Grella to let me meet Messi. Totally. I thought he had the connections with let New York me Red Bulls. Messi. But no. <laughs> we'll get, we got to get Nico Cantor on that. True. Yeah, for he's sure. Our, he's our hookup. Yeah. Although he failed miserably yeah. at U.S. Open Cup. 
He tried. He tried every angle. Alas, no messy. One day it'll happen. One day. The messy exclusive on Morning Footy. Um, all right, should we get to the big news? Let's do it. From yesterday, because Greg Berhalter announced his roster for a pair of upcoming friendlies against Uzbekistan and Oman. And here is a look at the guys that made the list. It's a mix of old and some very new faces. I'm going to be honest, guys. I had to look up who Christopher Lund was. <laughs> and apparently he's a left back. He plays in Serie A Team Palermo. And he previously represented Denmark, but he made a one-time switch with FIFA to represent the United States. So welcome, Christopher <laughs> yeah. Lund. Charlie, curious to get your initial reaction to this roster. Yeah, no major surprises uh, for me. Um, you know, given that there's injuries with Tyler Adams, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Taylor Booth, Zach Steffen, Josh Sargent, and Walker Zimmerman. So given that those players are, are not available, I'm happy to see Benjamin Kramaski. Mm -hmm. uh, he's obviously very young in his professional career. He's got in, in MLS uh, just about 1,200 minutes played in regular season play with Inter Miami. So, with with one goal and four assists, he's still showing his quality. He's still growing as a player. But you really like what you've seen from him so far. Um, the, the the goal against Red Bulls, where Messi plays that incredible cut cutback ball. It's his run to see that space because it still takes a young player to recognize that that's where the ball's going to go. And he's got to get to that spot. And I think him playing with Messi, Busquets, and Alba is only helping him. And of, of course, with Tata Martino, who's only going to continue to push him to develop. I, I love that call up. Um, I don't see him starting, obviously, with, with this group yet, but it, it's good to get him involved. Uh, but this is a. A strong group. I'm really curious to see how they continue to evolve from what we saw in the Nations League um, last summer. You you mentioned uh, Benjamin Kramaski. The Messi effect um, is really kind of taking hold. We can see it for sure because we talked about Drake Callender potentially mm -hmm. getting the call. Mm -hmm. And guess what? There he is, mm -hmm. included on this roster. What do you make of, of Drake, and are you happy for him for this opportunity? Yeah, I mean, I think anytime a young kid gets into it, like like what you said, um, Charlie, it's not that you have to go in and right away from the get-go be, be great, but even Ben Hameen, when I was watching yesterday's game against Inter Miami, which sounds kind of surprising, right? It was a great game, mm -hmm. but he comes in and he's the one who brings a spark. You know, he's great at linking up the midfield. He's a young kid. He's going to be able to learn and, and to get that minute. So I think it's important. And from the entire roster, though, it looks pretty exciting. Like, they're going the right path, playing in important matches. We got five guys that are in Italy, so I'm even more excited for that. So it's it's good times. Excited. Yeah. Yeah, Palermo's in Serie B, though. Serie B, yeah. yeah Serie B. Um, and it, I think it's a good level, and I think it's a good opportunity to get someone like him. They, a while ago, when he was at uh, BK Hocken, they asked him, give us three words that you think define you as a defender for Christopher Lund. He said he's a uh, happy fighter and fast. Happy is not a term you usually find with uh, with defenders, but uh, fighter and sure fast. Sure looks happy. Yeah, fighter <laughs> and fast are two things that I think uh, would stand out great on the left side. I don't know if he's... I want to see if how good he is. Is he the backup to, to Jedi? Is he the guy that can kind of take that spot and, um, you know, sort of give us a little bit of a backup? But I'm surprised, Charlie, that you said you're, you're happy with this because there's one defender I really thought you would have wanted to see here based on how they've played when given the opportunity to be in the men's national team shirt, and your boy, Dewan Jones. He's injured. 
Yeah, I know he's injured, but he, he so was. Why would you be surprised? Why would I be surprised? I thought, but he, wasn't he listed on the on the squad for the last uh, Res game? No, he was. he's injured. He didn't play last night. Oh, I thought he was. My bad. Then maybe that's why I was uh, surprised you. <laughs> See, that's karma for coming yeah. at me about only knowing Sadie. I thought he was listed huh? on the squad. That's my no. <laughs> Um But in terms of left backs, it's Serginio Dest is the backup left back. He's playing left back for PSV. Mm-hmm. They're in Champions League. So, and he looked good um, in, that, in that game in the. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited again to see Chris Richards and Tim Ream. I think that'll be the starting center back Tim there. Ream, man. Just keeps yeah. going. 35 going 36. Yeah. He's looking, st- still looking got it. good. Mm. Yeah, he's still got it. Coming off of that broken arm, too. I mean, this guy, he's a fighter. Charlie, you put together your a best 11? Yes, with this current group. Based on this current mm-hmm. roster drop. Can you, uh, do you want to yeah. present let's, it for let's, us, please? Let's, let's take a look. So, uh, no surprises in goal. Matt Turner is, is the number one. Uh, Antti Robinson, Tim Reen, Richards, and Dest. Uh, we saw in Nations League how good Chris Richards is, given that he's not playing consistently at Crystal Palace. So, uh, I love that partnership with Reem and Richards. Uh, Destin Robinson proved uh, that they are uh, still effective both in the attacking phase of the game and defensive in Nations League. McKenny and Musa, that was a partnership that worked really well at the at protecting the back four. and. They both have that fluidity to go forward, kind of move all over the pitch, track down. They worked well together. And now we saw the U.S. playing with a number 10. And I think that's where Malik Tillman fits in with this group now that Gio is not available. Um, Christian Pulisic on the left, Tim Weah on the right, and and Falaren Balogun up top. This is the best 11 given uh, that this is the group that the Greg Greg Berhalter chose to go with. What will be interesting too, sorry Susanna, is Tim Weah on the right side. Mm -hmm. Because I was joking with you that he's listed as the forwards there. Because at Juventus, he's become, he's got a lot of defensive duties under, but that's Allegri's style. He's become a wing back, a right Mm -hmm. wing back. And he has to drop back a lot. But I love that him and Pulisic on either flank. Pulisic looks like a man reborn in Italy. I mean, the fans are absolutely obsessed with him. He's playing good football. He's linking up with his teammates. He just looks happy. And I, I think everything's going right. So all of these players playing at a certain level, I think is perfect for the U.S. national team. And if that's exactly what they go with, I can't wait to see Malik Tillman get a chance to play with these forwards. Getting a chance to play with Falaron Balogun, Christian Pulisic, Tim Weah, that's going to be fun for him. And, and I will add, I mean, Timothy Weah played left back <laughs> and right back for a full season Versatile. at Leo. So he, he told me after the Nations League, because I said, wow, what, what an incredible performance you had back-to-back games. Semifinals, finals, you were phenomenal. He's like, I think wing back is my long-term position oh. for club football. And I thought, oh, that was interesting mm-hmm. that he, he's okay with that. And then for the national team playing as an attacking uh, right winger. But it also gives you flexibility with the national team because let's say Serginho Dest is injured or not playing, then you can throw Tim Weah right back if you wanted to mm-hmm. or play with a back three and have Tim Weah as a wing back. So I love the flexibility within this squad because players can move around. You can switch systems. And I think that's where we're, we're all curious to see if Greg Berhalter evolve, con- continues to evolve with this group. Will you change tactics sometimes? Will you change uh, personnel? Because he, he typically in his first couple of years, he would go with what was comfortable to him. Mm. And now that we saw with the interim managers playing at number 10, which typically that's not how Greg Berhalter operated. He played with two uh, eights or two tens in, in his system. Now with Tyler Adams out, he showed, the, the, the squad has shown that they don't need to rely on one defensive midfielder. They can play with two, 
and now the, the midfield is, is working really well. That, that's a question for me is what would this look like if Tyler Adams was healthy? Well, can we Where take a look at the injured list? You mentioned mm -hmm. at the top. I just yeah. want to just show everybody these are the list of players that are not available because of, of injuries, and obviously Tyler Adams uh, at, the, at the top of that list. So, Gio Reyna? Gio Reyna. Leg. <laughs> Right. It shows the strength of the team, though. It does. It right? absolutely does. There's many players injured, and still the 11 that Charlie shows is an, is an 11 that can compete and that can do well. And when fully healthy, I mean, there's options off the bench and options, obviously, for the starting positions. 100%. Uh, we chatted a little bit about the Gio Reyna situation. Mm -hmm. We found out that Greg Berhalter has not spoken to him yet since the, the whole fiasco went down after the World Cup. Charlie, we didn't get to hear your thoughts on, no. that, on that situation. Mm. How, how do you feel about the fact that, that there hasn't been a conversation between these two yet? You know, I, I look at it from both points of view. So I think if I'm Gio Reyna, if I'm in his shoes, I would expect Greg Berhalter to fly over to Germany and us have a sit down, whether it's a dinner, a lunch um, and go over what the future looks like with me in it or what, what, how are we going to mend the fences, how are we going to work, work together and, and, and leave uh, all, all of the, the unrest behind us, right? So I, I think I'm a, I'm a little shocked at that given how the situation went down. But then on the flip side, looking at Greg Berhalter, I'm the head coach. Whoever is going to play is going to play. When you're fit, I'm going to call you in. If you're the best, I'm not going to hold any grudges. Here we go, we're gonna move forward. I'm gonna wait for you to come into camp and when you're healthy. So I'm, I'm of the camp, I'd like to see that conversation happen because Gio Reyna is that good, he's that gifted. We saw him in the Nations League as a 10, centrally, where he is best suited, I think, for long-term success because as a winger, doesn't have the pace to get up and down. You don't wanna see him open up strides. He's had some hamstring issues. Centrally, he's good in tight spaces. He's unselfish when he needs mm -hmm. to be, and he, he also can score goals. So, given that he's so, his potential is so high, and he's already at such a high level, I would like to see that relationship grow. And, and I think it takes one making the, the first, you know, extending the olive branch, and the do first it. one to say, hey, you're, you're a valuable part of, of the plans, and, and I want to see us work well together. Is there any onus on Geo? Potentially to be the one to maybe reach out, considering no, there was it should be the coach to reach out. Never, no, no, no. no you, okay. you, as a player, you're not responsible. You don't reach out to a coach and say, "Hey, I want to talk mm. to you." you no, know, it's it's got to be. Yeah, I figured this way might be a different situation because it was his mother. What's up? That was so no, influential. You know, it's his father and mother. Maybe there's... He's just like, ma, chill. Yeah. <laughs> no, you should reach out to his mom. Let's like, not get into that. Stay out of my business. Mom, we're getting you a flip phone. You're a man. Marco, quickly, what do, you, what do you hope to see from this U.S. team in these upcoming friendlies, especially with Greg Berhalter mm -hmm. returning? What are you hoping for? I, I want to see the, the break let, let go because yeah. I think this team is so talented. When I watch them, I haven't seen a U.S. team this talented in a while, right? And there are players that excite you. There are players that go forward. Uh, and I think they just need a little bit of freedom. That's just my perspective perspective of, of when I see the team because I'm like I'm looking at this squad and I'm like I've watched these players play I know the talents that they have they can compete at a level and if they had a little bit more freedom in my opinion they could do they really good things freedom with BJ Calhoun and, the, and they did well and okay. how did they do I want to yeah, see that really well. exactly style again that was they exciting like they were having fun but then, I, then on the flip side the gold cup team was was nowhere mm. near mm. the level of the nation's league I mean what a drop off so you're you, you're looking at the depth mm -hmm. and then you're like mm, you know maybe uh 
the, the upper levels. remains on the coaching staff yes. as well. A, worth as he out. should. As he should. <laughs> yeah. as he did. I think he did enough. Yeah, he, he, proved, he proved his worth for any sure. Wore the, any wore the AS1. It was fantastic. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to take a short break. Jenny Chu will be back with some headlines when we return. Don't go anywhere. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome back. Well, these days, Inter-Miami matches are bringing out all the stars, including Ken Griffey Jr., who is apparently now a photographer. Actually, he's not. That's just how hard it is to get a ticket to a Miami. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to do that. Yeah. Is that what I got to do to be messy? Uh -huh. I'm in there working concessions. I can get one of those. Or be an icon or a Hall, yeah. and a hall of Famer taking, taking photos. I mean, Ken Griffey is one of my role models. Just top man. Oh. Great sneakers, his, too. His swing, <laughs> his swing was just absolutely Pure. sublime. Totally sublime. I want to know what he's doing with those pictures, though. Mm. Are those for him? Is he is he selling these? Like, I think it's a front, like he said, like yeah. Alexis said. There's no, there's no actually, pictures. Apparently, there's show no, us the pictures. There's not even a memory. We want to see the proof. He's just holding click, the camera click, for click. somebody. Um, I, apparently, this is what he's doing with his retirement, which is kind of dope, you know. That's awesome. Yeah. Pick up a hobby and photograph the greatest to ever play the game, right? I like it. Part owner of Seattle Sounders just. Getting a, a, a photographer's bib, <laughs> you know? Go for it. Easy, easy as that. Uh, Jenny, what do you think? Do you think Ken Griffey is actually taking pictures, or did he just use that as an excuse to get into the match? Um, the second one, and I don't blame him. You know, I'm faking things to make sure that I get pictures with Fake it till you I'm make it, kidding. baby. Oh, you already got yours. I I'm forgot. Just I'm just kidding. She faked a boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, for the news today, Falerin Balogun has completed his long-rumored move to AS Monaco with the league on the side announcing the reported $44 million move from Arsenal on Wednesday. The fee is below the asking price Arsenal had been seeking, but the transfer reportedly includes a sizable sell-on clause. Balogun returns to league on after a breakout last season on loan with Rams, where he scored 21 goals, fourth most in the league. Another transfer that was finally completed after prolonged negotiations is Benjamin Pavard's move to Inter Milan. The French World Cup winner completed a $35 million transfer from Bayern Munich and joins an Inter defense that lost Milan Skriniard in the summer. Pavard is expected to play a central defense role on the Nerazzurri, who are off to a perfect start to the Serie A season. Staying in Serie A, just this morning, Roma has completed the lone move for Romelu Lukaku, who arrives in the Italian capital after a tumultuous summer that saw him come close to moves to Inter and Juventus. The Belgian striker reunites with Jose Mourinho, who managed him at Manchester United. The loan will cost Roma $6 million, reportedly does not include a purchase option. 
From completed transactions to a surprising move now in the works, young Spanish sensation Ansu Fati could be heading to England in an effort to revive his injury hit career. According to multiple reports, Brighton is finalizing a loan move for Fati, beating out Tottenham and Chelsea, among others, for the services of the 20-year-old Spanish international. Fati scored seven goals in 36 matches for Barcelona last season. In women's soccer news, the Portland Thorns and Sophia Smith announced the star forward has been diagnosed with a mild MCL sprain in her right knee. Smith suffered the injury right before halftime of last Sunday's game against the Washington Spirit. And Smith took to social media yesterday following the announcement saying, quote, feeling all the love and healing vibes. No injury is good news, but thankfully it wasn't worse. Be back soon. Smith is week to week and the injury could keep her out of the U.S. Women's National Team's September friendlies against South Africa. Charlie, you know injuries. This is not as bad as it could have been. And I know that when she went down, everybody was a little bit worried. How long is this potentially? And is it, how do the Portland Thorns move forward without her? Well, uh, fortunate for me, I never had any long-term injury to my knees. Uh, so that's something I could be thankful for. But I've had some, some, some really gruesome breaks, uh, bone breaks. Um, and I think for Sophia Smith, very fortunate that it wasn't the ACL. I, I tore my PCL in the same car accident that I fractured my femur and tibia and fibula. So it healed with my bone. So I was, I was fortunate in that scenario. But um, again, I think it's, it's about taking the time to strengthen the muscles around your knee. And Sophia Smith is, is gonna bounce back. It's not going to in, in, inhabit, inhibit her from reaching her potential. And she's such a bright star. We, we saw in the World Cup, she didn't get to play to her, her full potential. Uh, I, I think that was a number of reasons. Um, but she, she's, she's the next one. I think she has so much skill. Um, she has so much potential in terms of her hold-up play, her ability to change speeds, uh, great finisher. She can go left, she can go right. She's unselfish when she needs to be. So uh, I think the sky's the limit for her. Yeah, she's currently leading the golden boot race in NWSL. She's got 11 goals. Uh, she won it last year. She was the, the MVP last year, I think, for Portland. She's probably more focused on getting back for the playoffs, mm -hmm. I would, I would think, I would think that would be the the priority for Sophia. Absolutely, and Portland Thorns right now the deepest, most dynamic team I think in NWSL at the moment. And you've got players like Morgan Weaver, mm -hmm. you've got uh, Christine Sinclair who could pick up the, uh, Sam Coffey, who we've talked about ad nauseum as well. So there's other people that can pick up the slack until she's ready mm -hmm. to come back. Yeah, it's always an opportunity too for some of these other girls to come in and, and try to you know be the focal point. Mm -hmm. But obviously without Sophia Smith, she's so dynamic on the ball. She could play from the wing to the central. So it'll be tough, but like Charlie said, better the better that it's not as serious as they my were my heart went in my throat when I saw her go down because I just had flashbacks of Mel Swanson going yeah. down in those Ireland friendlies before the World Cup, and I was like, no, no, not again. <laughs> also, there's been just no. a rash of uh, you know Achilles injuries mm. and and you know leg and knee injuries mm -hmm. across women's football in the past few months. You're just like not another one. So the fact that it week to week is like the mm. best case scenario right now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Especially. And you take your time. You don't yeah. rush. <laughs> no, because that's something that will linger as well. Guys, there's only five weeks left in the NWSL season, too. It's crazy. Like it's, I know, right? Went by in the blink of an eye. Uh, we're ready for it. All right, guys, we're going to take a break. We're going to chat some Champions League qualifiers. You know, that tournament that Liverpool is not <laughs> playing in that they so <laughs> lovely love to remind me of. All right, guys, we'll be right back. Hip-hop takes the stand in the new documentary, As We Speak, Rap Music on Trial, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Rap lyrics are playing an increasingly prominent role in criminal cases. Every song, every lyric, every video that you've ever been involved with 
they're going to use against you. Follow rap artist Kemba as he explores the weaponization of rap lyrics in the criminal justice system. This artistic expression is a confession. I'm ready. Roll the tape. Watch the eye-opening new documentary As We Speak, Rap Music on Trial, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus. for the second time in their history. It's been a demolition job. PSV Eindhoven through to the Champions League. 7-3 to the Dutch team. Champion League qualifiers are in the books. We now know the six teams that will move on to compete against Europe's top flight. Here is a look at the results uh, from yesterday. We've got Galatasaray, Young Boys, and Braga moving on on Wednesday. Yesterday, Royal Antwerp 2-1 over AEK Athens. They advance 3-1. Copenhagen draw with Rakow, but they move on 2-1 on aggregate. And PSV with a big 5-1 win over Rangers. Uh, they did that in very, very convincing fashion. Let's get to the highlights from that one. We were Ooh. all keeping an eye on this one, and PSV just cooking. At home, doing it big. And, you know, Ernie Stewart as a sporting director, making sure this team is flying and you love to see it. Veerman crosses it, and... Saibari with the, the header. The 22-year-old Moroccan did not stop there. Look at this. Ugh. Just absolutely nice and easy. Take it. <laughs> and then 66 minute, they could not keep, stop going. Wow. This is Luke de Jong, who is brilliant, the captain, all night long. And then it, they sort of just lost control of this match, PSV. Uh, again, Teze with the pass. And now this time, Veerman goes from assist to goal <laughs> scorer. And this was all PSV. So, oh, wild. again, Look at the Americans who are in Champions League for this year. And, and in particular, PSV. Serginho Dest played extremely well yeah. as a left back. So, again, it gives you more depth, some options with the U.S. men's national team. If Anthony Robinson were to go down injured, you know that you have Serginho Dest who's growing in confidence because he can play on the left, he can play on the right. Mm. And... He got a new he, he needs to go back. To, he needs to go back to get that confidence and playing time. Mm -hmm. He's got that new swagger about him. Cantwell, they try to get in his head. He wasn't taking it. He was he was yipping right back. I like to see that. You know, I think it maybe went a little too far in Nations League, right? <laughs> Getting a red card, but I like to see that. You know, he's not going to get picked on. I like the fact that he's he's going to push back a little bit. I, That's that little bit of a swagger of his that almost went missing with all the uh, different going back to all the different clubs and not getting a chance to play. It's nice to mm -hmm. see him have it back. I think that's what happens when you go for a season where he was at Milan, where he couldn't break into the eleven, and now you're finally free. You're playing in important matches. That's the freedom that you show. I think for Rangers though, in this one, I mean, Anita and you talked about. 
about Salah and Liverpool, uh, you know, not getting in Champions League and how that affects your transfer market. This is one of those situations for them as well. Not getting into transfer, uh, not getting into Champions League, their transfer market takes a turn now. Mm-hmm. But I think it's probably better that they end up in the Europa League. No, yeah, you I said, said that yesterday. I said right? that yesterday. It feels like for their players, this is a good level for them, maybe to build their confidence and get to stay in a European competition for a little bit longer than they probably would have had they stayed. They in made the final in 2022. Yeah. It would it would have been great for the, the Scottish League to get Rangers back in Champions League, and you have Celtic and Rangers both in Champions yeah. League. Yeah, that's but, a good point. Yeah, Charlie, I want to ask about uh, Ricardo Pepe and sort of his chances at getting some some regular minutes at PSV because we saw the the goal from De Jong, uh, and he's mm-hmm. been been scoring. Are, is there any concern at all that you know once again he's going to be in a position where he's just not getting? regular minutes and how might that affect him and his position uh, with the U.S. men's national team? Well, this is a a long-term signing for PSV in terms of Ricardo Pepe. He wasn't expected to come and start over Luke De Jong. Mm -hmm. That that was never going to happen unless there was an injury or or Luke De Jong went, I mean, 0 for for 10 in in these matches. But for me, this is one of those, those moves that you take given that they are playing in Champions League. You're going to get Opportunities. There's going to be times where the squad gets rotated. But you just learn off of Luke de Jong, and eventually mm-hmm. you will get your opportunity. So you put yourself in a position to play because you want that competition. You're taking everything you can from Luke de Jong, what has made him successful. But it was never a short-term you know, move. This was you, a long-term vision. You've been a striker in those positions, fighting for spots in Europe. You know, the move to Groningen proved that he could play at this level, Mm -hmm. proved that he could score at this level. And when he's given confidence and consistency, he delivers. How difficult is that transition to now go and sit behind a a De Jong who's got six goals in six games? Mm -hmm. And how tough is that to sit back and still show up in the training and still try to prove you can be that guy? What do you think is in his mind right now? Well, that's why you choose to play in Europe, because you have to compete to play. It's not about what your name is or your price tag. You have to train well, and you have to, And then when you get your opportunity to play, you have to score. And I think that's going to only push him to become that much better because, yes, he, he did that for a Groningen and a team that barely had the ball, and, and when he had one opportunity, he would score, and that was it. Mm. But at a PSV, when you're playing behind Luke de Jong, he has to score to keep playing. He knows Ricardo Pepe's there, mm-hmm. that he's the young American. Ernie Stewart is the sporting director who's American. Right, the young's you're not a, You're not a fool. You get opportunities. I mean, obviously, making it to more competitions, the, there's rotation within the squad. So it's not, a, it's not the worst position to be in if you're Pepe. No, no. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great position. But you know when you do get the chance to play, you, you have to score. You have to, you have to produce. You have, you, have to be, you have to be someone who pl- puts in great shifts every time mm-hmm. you get a, a Do you chance. like PSV's chances in Champions League based uh, on what we've seen? I mean, we looked at the pot. The pot's going to be difficult for them. I know we're going to do it a little bit later. A, you got to have a dream, <laughs> yeah. a dream scenario. Oh, my gosh. Well, we don't have to wait long to find out, do we? Because the Champions League group draw is happening today right here on the Galazzo Network. Our coverage starts at 12 p.m. Eastern. Charlie Davies, you're going to be on this coverage, aren't you? Yes, I am. Imagine this draw. Bayern, Madrid, <laughs> oh, Milan, no. Get out of here. Newcastle. No. Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine that later. Later. We don't want that energy. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick time out. We are chatting some midweek MLS action when we come back.
It's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount Plus. Europe's top club soccer tournament. Champions versus champions. The best teams facing off in the knockout rounds. Magnificent! And it all takes place. While you're filling out financial reports at work. In the middle of your day, in the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you gotta do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount Plus. Morning footy presented by Degree. It won't let you down. All right. Wednesday night offered a full slate of MLS matches. Here's a look at the results. FC Cincinnati getting a big 2-1 win over Atlanta United on the road. A nil-nil draw between Inter-Miami and Nashville SC. We're going to dive into that one in just a bit. The Revs get the 1-0 win over the Red Bull. St. Louis City continue to roll 2-1 over Dallas. And Portland get a big 2-1 win over Real Salt Lake. But right now, let's get to uh, that Inter-Miami-Nashville game because although this ended in a nil-nil draw, there was some great soccer on display. Here's the highlights. It was one of those matches that you see 0-0 on the scoreline, and you're like, all right, maybe it was a boring match. It, it really wasn't. If you tuned into this game, chances back and forth, end-to-end from both sides. It was really spectacular watch last night. Uh, and Schaffelberg, he's back, baby. He's trying to set everyone up. Hani Mukhtar and Schaffelberg both on the bench this to moment. start this Oh, my gosh. Match. I thought, I thought I, that I was thought, picture perfect. I, yeah. I thought he was going to win it right here. Hollywood for, ending. For my, he, on a, so if, that was on his, if that was on his left foot, uh, it's a goal. Game over. My heart was in my throat. I have to say, watching this this match, especially knowing they presented the League's Cup trophy before mm. this game in front of the team that they beat. And so Nashville, Gary Smith had come out ahead of this game and said that he was going to rest his big star. Hani Mukhtar was, he needed needed some rest. They played a, a ton of games. So Hani Mukhtar is not on the pitch. Walker Zimmerman, your best center back, mm-hmm. is not available due to, to injury. Schaffelberg, who has been this little whirling dervish for, for Nashville, on starting this game on the bench. I was so impressed with their defensive shape mm. and how they were able to maintain it for the entire match. For 90-plus minutes, they played so compact. They completely cut off those passing lanes for, mm-hmm. for Messi. And I think it was the first time, Marco, that I – could really see frustration mm-hmm. from Messi because he just could he couldn't find those little through balls the way that he usually is able to do and I just have to give so much credit to the way Nashville set up and stuck to their game plan in this one. He was so frustrated that we were joking before he didn't even want to give a shirt at the end of the game like yeah. he genuinely looked mad. Yes. They limited spaces and it's the first time that I saw I know it's the first game that he doesn't score and whatever he looked like he got hit. They were not scared to be physical no. with Messi. Uh, and, yeah, it, it was a frustrating match for him. Uh, but I think it shows how, how strong Nashville were in, in knowing what they're good at and what they're not good at. Yeah. This is a Gary Smith special. I mean, this is how Nashville came into Major League Soccer, saying, you know, with him, we are going to defend first. Mm. And it was ugly in the attack. And then they started to get some players in and – players who, who typically have pace to get in behind and open up the field for, for Nashville. But typically, set pieces is how they could hurt you, and defensively, always strong under Gary Smith. So uh, they had 30% possession. This was a game where they just wanted to come in and get a result, and that's exactly what they did. Mm-hmm. They had opportunities to win the game, they too. Did. They did. Uh, yeah. but they at, did. The end, at the end, they had them. That's what makes Nashville a scary team because even with players being rotated, the Walkers are out, being out injured, they can always make it a game, given how good they are defensively, that structure. Um, so 
I, I, it's kind of what I was expecting. I, I mm. thought this was going to be a draw for, for Inter-Miami. Now the, the question is, does Tata Martino say, I am not flying Messi, Busquets, and Alba to L.A.? It's a Western Conference game. This is a game where you can, you can essentially give it to LAFC if you wanted to, to say, hey, this is going to be a gauntlet for us. They, but they give us the they need points. They need, they the need points. points right? Not in a Western Conference game. You can give that. It's not a six-pointer. I mean, if you're going to rest them, sure, you use a West Conference game, but... Come they on. Got, they they, it's not, they're really up against the clock. It's not a six-pointer. It is not a six-pointer. The West Coast's not going to be happy about that. But every point is going to be. They're going to be mad. But if you were saying, for, for the sake of the team, if you were ever going to give a rest to players, this would be the game. If you were Tata, you would do it? I would do it. Charlie, they have games coming up for this international break where they're going to be missing so many guys. Mm. And now Kramaski got the got the call it up. Good too. Messi's going to be gone. Drake Callender, like some of your best players are going to mm. be gone for, for a couple of matches. You need to collect points. I think that they're going to be really disappointed to not get all three points last night at home against Nashville. And then I, I don't know. I think you, you have to... They're sitting second to last in the East. Have you seen you their schedule? If you, <laughs> Do you don't see where they have left. If you don't make it to the playoffs, you're resting Messi the whole playoffs and MLS Cup. So you don't do it now. I don't think now is the time where you leave some of your biggest names. If there's ever a time to rest your players, this would be it, though. I think if you're uh, gonna uh, take a, a risk, a, a five-hour five flight to LA and to play. He'll be comfortable on the yeah, flight. Yeah, give him a massage and see if they can't can get Delta <laughs> One for the game. I know, I know, I know those LFC <laughs> fans don't want to hear that, but this would be the time to, to mm -hmm. give your, your guys a break. Give him his own PJ. Come on. <laughs> Never going to happen. <laughs> Never gonna, that, it's too much. It's yeah. too much, too much. Um, all right, let's transition over to another big game of note. Atlanta United hosting FC Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati... Really, really needing this one. Atlanta have been rolling so far. Six goals in their last two games. Azonda Silva here smashes it. Edward and Mascara looks so good. <laughs> it took it took Cincy a little while to get going, and it, it's no no surprise here. It's Lucho Acosta, the MVP front runner, playing that one-two, absolutely so hammering home with his left foot. He's a spectacular player. I've watched him live, and you just can't believe how little he is. But <laughs> honestly, it, it's actually shocking. But Cincinnati did so well to get back into this game. And, you know, I, I've been fortunate enough to watch him play live, and they have such a great energy about them. They understand how to play a little bit dirty at times, you know, get, get their job done. But then up top, they have talented players, spectacular players who could create opportunities, and they have that, like, never-give-up spirit within them. Well, yeah. you saw what happened in the U.S. Open Cup semifinal against Inter Miami. As soon as Lucho came off... And they had to go into extra time. It was like it wasn't. What, and then Brendan Vasquez came off in the around the 75th minute. You need those two players on the pitch for FC Cincinnati to win games. Mm -hmm. They are that good mm -hmm. in MLS. And Lucho Acosta is a, for me the front runner for MVP. And when he can do that with his weaker left foot, he's just such a joy to watch this season. Just the combinations. Look at this. He he's a facilitator. He can score goals. He's really picked up the slack this year in just scoring mm -hmm. goals because last season he was, he was largely just the provider. This season he is scoring at will. It's just uh, such a joy to see him play. It's nice to see Brendan Vasquez get back on the score sheet. A little layoff. If, he's one of the, if he starts to get hot now right before the playoffs, this is an even more dangerous mm -hmm. team. Yeah, it's wild. I'm reading the stat here, too. That's their second comeback win when trailing after the 74th minute this season, Ooh. which is 
I, th I think pretty indicative of, of sort of the character of this team and just a team that it, it that they don't give up under <laughs> under Pat Noonan and the turnaround that they have gone through is is so remarkable. They're on pace now, I think, to to beat the points record if they continue uh, to get these results. Charlie, do you think it's possible that we could see FC Cincinnati become the all-time points leader? Anything is possible. Those words just came no, out of my Cincinnati mouth. I, I know. You know, who, yeah. you know who owns the record for most points in regular season? Oh, here we go. I did. <laughs> oh, Tell us. Is, is it the team that lost Say it. at NYCFC? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's the team that won last night, the New England Revolution. Oh. Um, they beat the New York Red Bulls are absolutely dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. <laughs> Let the man cook. That's how you really to, feel. Can we go to an ISO for this? Let the man cook. Tell me more. Alexis is happy now. There we go. He woke up. It's just, you know, when I look at New York Red Bulls of the past, the history of the club, when you talk about strikers that they've had, Juan Pablo Angel to Thierry Henry to Bradley Wright Phillips, and then you look at the midfielders that they've had, and Sasha Kleshin and Dax McCarty. You Mike look Grella. at this. You look, you, you look at this team now. Where's the investment in terms of players? And if you're just going all young, I think if you're a Red Bull supporter, you could not, you can't look at this this group and not be frustrated. From the leadership, from the the, the scouting, what what is the plan? Because if you're looking what at tactics do, and formation, you, you you need to revamp revamp everything because the the, the tactics have been off. Because it, it looks old. Boring style. It's dated. Very it's boring. Da very dated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. there, there's no philosophy. Well, we're not always talking about the, this red, the Red Bull style, no. the Red Bull system. Is that, is that like just it. something no. that is. This is an expansion. An expired with, can with of Red Bull. Okay. Yeah, with this, it, it's not working. And look, as, all working. jokes aside, this is a fan base that has suffered through 27 yeah. years without an MLS Cup. At the very least, give them something to be excited about. And like you said, if you're going to go with this youth product, when I think of a youth movement, when I think of play your kids, I think of a fun, exciting, mm. guys you can get behind. Outside of Tolkien, who it's are opposite. you really getting behind on this team? Who really is exciting that makes you want to play? Who's inspiring the young fans that go to Red Bull Arena week after week mm -hmm. to watch? It's, it looks like they don't have direction, and I know there was a big shift in, uh, you know, head coach this year, and, you know, uh, players Does leaving for... Does it start for, with the head coach? Right. Uh, it, it, no, it starts at the top. Mm. Okay. The project is, is soured. It needs it needs some some energy. It needs to have the right hires. Mm. I mean, then you look at a, a DP like Dante Van Zier, how that's gone. Mm. I mean, it's I'm I'm a bit a big advocate for this league, and New York Red Bulls needs to be a strong team in this league. It's a better league. It when should Red be. Bulls are it should be. Red Bull Arena yeah. is it's one, arguably, arguably the best. best. Arguably the best. Agreed. If not top two mm -hmm. state, soccer-specific stadiums in this country, mm -hmm. they deserve to have a product that wants people to go there and fill that space. It's and not, be nobody goes to, to the games. It's, 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 it's not good enough. I'm an NYCFC fan. Wow. It's just not good enough. Strong words. Strong words. You no, saw, you I saw agree. Times Square? I agree. It's popping. Yeah, yeah, Messi's playing. But that's the type of environment mm. that New York Red Bulls should have. Agreed. That type of excitement around the team filled the 2014 playoffs when we played. That was full. It was full. Mm. What an epic place when, when the energy's high. It's a fun place to be when, when there's a lot of people there. Preach. And NYCFC beat uh, Montreal, by the way. Kyle <laughs> <laughs> had to get that in there. Oh, they remember yeah, how to score goals. Yeah, they did. Uh, they, they talked about it in training. Good for them. <gasps> UCL draw happening. Almost there. Today.
Uh, we're going to dive into some of these pots and create some scenarios. You don't want to miss it. Stick around. Grab your VIP pass. We're delving into the secretive world of Formula One. Behind the scenes with two of the sport's biggest names, Mercedes and Williams. This is not coal mining, this is Formula One motor racing. As they build their new cars. We want to be so much further ahead. We are in permanent racing mode. And face shocking headlines. Here's Lewis Hamilton moving away from Mercedes. I'm Joseph Fiennes and this is F1, back at base. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.